everyone. Frank and Darren back again, and this time we're talking about ski, scre- scheme, scheme, <laughs> scheme, skiing. skiing. We're going skiing. We're going skiing. <laughs> This time we're talking about Scream 3, the best and worst of the franchise of the Scream franchise. Did that make sense? Yes, it did. I don't care. I'm American, so I can I can say whatever the hell I want, and it still makes sense. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Scream 3. Now, Darren, this is probably the shittiest Scream movie out of all of them, right? Without maybe seeing five yet, but the ones we have out now, one through four... Man, I wanted to, you know, gouge my eyes out with dull spoons. It was awful. I, um, I, I, I hadn't seen this film since it came out. I couldn't remember a thing about it until I watched it today. I haven't seen four since it came out, and I can't remember a thing about that either, so I'm looking forward to watching that tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, this. I thought this started well, um, and then it kind of just... I don't know. It was just like an episode of Friends or something. It was just bizarre. I I, I don't know. I, I see what they were trying to do, but it was really clutching at straws um, and, and just boring. Absolutely oh, yes. boring. Yeah. yeah. You don't care about the characters. You don't care about Sydney in this movie. No. Well, she she hardly in it. She spends most of her time in the bloody police station, sat in the chair, or going um, on walks. Yeah. <laughs> She's still walking. Um, or on the phone, on the yeah. phone to, to suicidal women. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's dull. It really is dull, and um, it, it and it and it's a kind of reflection of the times as well. Um, it, I don't think it's aged particularly well. And there's one part of it which, I, when she came on screen, I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" But anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, I, I got to ask you uh, really quick. What is your thought on the character Ghostface? Having a technology that doesn't even exist now, where you can change someone's <laughs> voice on a handheld, you know, push button magizmo, you know, where just, does that go? Does it just kind of slot inside the mask or something? Is I it? Don't know, but it's just it. They have that stuff for real, and the FBI, CIA, you know, uh, M6 and, and the uh, the KGB. I'm sure they have all this stuff, but you can't just go to a shelf and you buy, just it. buy it. No, <laughs> not even. It's not even been in Fast and the Furious yet. They're way ahead of the time, aren't they? Oh, Jesus. They're, <laughs> they're almost in Transformer territory. <laughs> so let's start off with this piece of shit, get it over with. Uh, because th- this, this, I would have to say, this movie is the dingleberry of this franchise. Okay, so your best character is probably my best character. So I'll start out first. <laughs> you can start out first. Who's well, your Dewey. best character? No, no, not for me. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Okay, Dewey's possibly, you know, Dewey grows on me as I watch this franchise. I think he's the only kind of watchable character in it. He's, and possibly the most likable character within the whole series of films. Uh, it's just fascinating watching the cogs turn around in his head as he's being asked questions or, when, you know, when he's trying to figure things out. I'm not going to say what I said about him before, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this film, more than any other entry in the franchise, has some great Dewey moments because he's now the lead male in the film. It, he's the he's the main male character in this. Um, it's not like you, you've got a Skeet Ulrich there or a Matthew Lillard or or a, even Leif Schreiber. You know, he goes in the first five minutes. 
which is disappointing because he's one of the strongest characters throughout the franchise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Dewey, and I'll go into reasons why later on when we get into things like Best Line as to why I think he's the, the best character in this. But, yeah, I did enjoy watching him kind of bumble his way through this movie. Okay, I have some problems. Um, you've been picking Dewey a lot. I think you picked him in part two. And you no, I didn't. I picked, you picked um, who did I pick? I picked uh, Cotton Weary in part two. Cotton, that's right. Yeah, but you, yeah. you like Dewey, and one of I your do best like lives. Dewey. Yeah. yeah, but I think you also like spiders making their webs and watching butter uh, caterpillars turn into butterflies because <laughs> that's the same thing you see with Dewey. You just happen to like love him and just watch him and stare at him. <laughs> like you're fascinated by Dewey, aren't you? I think it's a good performance. I actually don't mind David Arquette. And if you've seen that film he did where he became a wrestler, the documentary, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I kind of have have had recently over the last few years a kind of newfound respect for him, um, and so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Scream Five. Partly because I do like his character; he's All different, right. he's different, and he's quite funny. You know, it's not easy to play a role like that because there's a lot of physical comedy involved just with his eyes and the expressions that he has. And, and the timing of the delivery of some of his lines. And, you know, there's one particular line in this which had me in fits today. Um, but we'll get on to that in a bit. Well, but the actor who uh, did Officer Doofy in Scary Movie did it pretty well. <laughs> Almost mimicked it pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about Officer Doofy. I prefer Officer Dewey. But come on, what's your favorite okay. character? Oh, my best character is the character that died right in the beginning. And unfortunately, that's Cotton. Khan had yeah, so yeah. much potential. Could you imagine him instead of dying? Uh, and his death was actually pretty well, pretty good. Like you, mm. the moment in the beginning was very intense. His death was very intense, uh, and the way he was he was trying to uh, talk his girlfriend out of him not being the killer was great. Um, and the way he, if he were to have survived and go to Hollywood later to help Sydney out some way. This movie would have been a lot better. A yeah, lot better. if he'd have stayed in this, they tried to do a Hitchcock with it, didn't they? And sort yeah. of kill off one of the favorite and main characters in the franchise. And for me, it just kind of everything took a back seat from then onwards. It just wasn't, you know, he's such a strong presence as um, Lee Schreiber in this in these films that it just ruined it from the get go. It was a huge mistake, a huge own goal by. Um, yeah by Wes Craven and, and Dimension Films. If he were to say, you know, uh, they found out like on the news, you know, uh, Cotton Weary and Girlfriend attacked, uh, deaths reported, just deaths reported, and then he came back out of the end and he was like maybe just in a crotch or something like that and just, <laughs> and just say, you know, I'm not dead, you son of a bitch or something like that. It <laughs> saved her again. Something like that. And then he said, now I want you on 100% cotton for an interview. <laughs> yeah, I do like that, 100% cotton. 100% cotton. Um, but, but yeah, what a shame for a character yeah. that's had such a great arc through these films, through the first two movies, to then be just snuffed out like that. Um, just just not worth it at all. It, it was a, a daft decision. Yeah. Um, okay, so your worst character. I have two worst characters. Okay. <laughs> One is Courtney Cox's fringe. What the hell is going on with that? It's 
Did she cut it herself? Looks awful, oh, doesn't it? <laughs> cut it in a blackout. I think she um I think she used the buck one twenty to kind of just hack it all off. But she just looks insane. It looks like a wig that's not been put on properly. It's it's the flow bee. Yeah, yeah. So so the vacuum cutter. <laughs> it's awful. It's just not a good look at all. She must look back at that and go, "What the hell was I thinking?" It's just it's kind of like a really bizarre mullet or something, isn't it? Yeah. It's just odd, and it does nothing for her ears. <laughs> now I'm getting really bitchy, uh, but no, my worst character through um, throughout this movie is Jennifer. It's bad enough that we have one Gale Weathers um, because, you know, what happened with her character is still elements of that in in um, in Scream 3. You know, that kind of narcissistic, as I said before, fame-hungry, um, controlling... Tension uh, whore. Money, yeah, money-obsessed character that she became in, in Scream 2. There's still elements of that in, in here, and, and, you know, Dewey's forever kind of pointing that out to her, which doesn't seem to make any difference whatsoever. Um, but the fact that we have two Gale Weathers in this, um, and one of them's an overblown Gale Weathers, which is Parker Posey. I think Parker Pokey. Parker Pokey? Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I think Parker Posey's absolutely insufferable in this film. Absolutely. And when she's on screen with... Um, with Courtney Cox, it, I, it, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Um, it's another really kind of crazy move. And I know they were trying to be meta and all this sort of thing, but, you know, trying to be meta before meta was really a thing. And, you know, it's it, it, I just, it doesn't work for me whatsoever. It does nothing for the film. I agree with you. And you know what I'm going to do uh, for my worst character? Add your worst character and put the entire supporting cast in my worst character category. Everyone in this movie is shit. Complete <laughs> shit. You know, from from Jenny McCarthy, who was just there for, you know, the young males and be like, oh my God, look at her. And to Patrick Dempsey, who was just a and a moron and a stalker and it's just oh he's just a pretty boy up there that's all he was for if he had Jenny McCarthy for the males you had Patrick Dempsey for the women the females so everybody was stupid the dead mother thing the, the Sydney's mom coming back and, and she came back to life that wasn't a dream folks she actually rose from the dead more horny than ever <laughs> she was fucking Everyone in this movie, they had her on video with Cotton, Sydney's mom. You know, Lance Henriksen was said, oh, yeah, she was in our, uh, how do you think she got her roles in, in Hollywood? She, we did stuff to her that she invited. You know, she had Bishop. Bishop's Bishop was in her. They had, you know what, they all had the same, they had the same video footage of her going back to the same hotel room. Cotton Weary was there going in through the door. Sydney's father was going in through there through the door. <laughs> Billy's mom showed up later at the end somewhere. Mrs. Salt. Uh, Sydney showed up one day. You know, that's her mother. <laughs> it was, how did you feel about that dead mom thing? That whole, you know, she's walking through the woods, you know, all lost and shit. That's that moment where the mother comes to the window of Sydney's room. 
was just like the most unscary experience I've ever seen commit to a horror film. It was so scary, it was unscary. Yeah, it was just awful. It was just it was just some woman walking up to the window and, and looking in. That was it. There was like no a dementia tension. patient, right? There was, like, yeah, oh. there was no atmosphere. There was nothing around it whatsoever. It was just like an extra that wandered past the fucking set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for my ten o'clock. <laughs> you know. It, it almost felt like when she was walking in that nightgown, and if she's been f***ing people, she doesn't have time to wear a nightgown. <laughs> it looks like when she was walking through those woods and she was opening that gate, you almost think she was being followed by 30 cats. <laughs> she was that crazy cat lady, you know what I mean? That just walked around and, ooh. <laughs> when when oh you have such great moments in horror cinema of entities appearing at the window like amateurville horror like salem's lot when he or even the lost boys when he's kind of floating at the window um that was just rubbish yeah just walk along and and have a look inside will you that'll do thank you that's all they did it was just get your fingers dirty on the window (laughs) Would it have been better if they found out that her mother didn't die and she was actually was uh, Ghostface, like the dream uh, presented it to be? There's always part five. And then they said, you know, Sydney, you shouldn't have this much attention. I want my men back. <laughs> her mom was just, that was just awful. It was just out of nowhere. Yeah, but the whole entire supporting cast is just awful. Lines were sh- Lance Henriksen is just, you know, poor Bishop. It was good to see Lance Henriksen in this film, just because it's always good to see Lance Henriksen. Lance Henriksen has got a kind of, I guess, don't get too cross with me here, Lance Henriksen has a almost Atkins-like quality, almost, you know? He has a persona, his own (laughs) He does. he's, He's got a presence and... You know, he's in a lot of those movies that we like from the 70s and 80s and the 90s. And um, he's he's kind of perfect B-movie alum. He's, he's terrific. And you feel good when he's this, on screen. You feel yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You go, there's Bishop. Yeah. Everything's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but he was only like maybe, what, two or three scenes and then that was it? it was yeah, like, yeah. He even yeah. knew. He was like, I'm going to go back to my house and just wait to be killed. Yeah. And that stupid, while we're on a roll, that stupid bloody Jay and Silent Bob cameo. Oh, for fuck's sake, I forgot about that. Oh, (laughs) my God. Damn. Yeah. Why? Why, honestly? It just takes you out of the movie. Absolutely takes you out of the movie. That's the sort of thing that should be in Scary Movie, not Scream. It's just because they were on the back lot. Uh, to Dimension Films uh, and they had like it's like basically bringing on every character that ever was in their catalog to come and yeah. visit and just yeah. do like kind of an Easter egg thing come on you know they're like lazy they, they, oh my god alright <laughs> your best line okay so we're back to Dewey um, <laughs> and he doesn't even say anything in this but he makes this the best line in the film and it's when they're in this police station. It's when Sydney's just returned and they're all kind of having their reunion. And she's saying that she's had this phone call. Um, and the cop asks Dewey if, um, Dewey, sorry, I keep calling him Dewey. 
Um, the cop asked Dewey if he has Sydney's number in his phone or has Sydney's number. Do you have her number stored in your memory? Phone memory. Oh. Yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> Very naked gunnish. It was, but it really made me laugh because, again, you're watching the cogs turn in uh, in Dewey's head and that kind of, you know, the eyes move around as to what he's trying to fathom out the question that's been asked <laughs> <laughs> and getting it wrong. Um, so, yeah, so that was my favourite line in the film. My best line or favourite line is nothing. I didn't like anything that was said in this <laughs> fucking piece of <laughs> shit. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. All the lines in this movie are garbage. Garbage. <laughs> All right, your worst line. <laughs> My worst line. The worst line is just so corny. It's when um, Gail punches Jennifer and she's on the floor, and she just kind of turns around and goes, "My lawyer liked that." Oh. <laughs> Were we supposed to be laughing at the end of that? I don't know, but um, yeah, it's, it's oh. that's it. All right, I can go on. If my best line is nothing, uh, my worst line is probably everything, but one particular thing coming from Dewey and Gail uh, together. It was with, uh, it says, Gail says, head Dewey, shoot him in the head. And he goes, what? (laughs) See, that's funny. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? What? <laughs> head Dewey, shoot him in the head. What? <laughs> I think my grandfather could still hear me. You know, I would think if he was deaf, he'd be like, "What?" Like, no, it was more like <laughs> the head. What? Head Dewey, what? Head, shoot him in the head. I quite oh, like that. That's good. Awful. <laughs> All right, your best kill. And best kill in this, and there's very few that are, that are good. Oh. The one, the one kill that they, I think, want they wanted to be their money shot, just turns out to be the worst kill. Um, but the best kill, I think, is probably the bodyguard in the trailer. Um, he's kind of stabbed in the back, uh, and then he falls backwards, and Ghostface pushes him against the wall, uh, which pushes the blade in even further into his back. Um, and that whole sequence there, I thought was quite neat. That little battle in the in the trailer. He sort of wanders over to the to the house where um, Gail and, and Dewey are, uh, and he's confused and cut up. I guess is the word. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's again, there's nothing really in this film that you would. The kills were much better and more elaborate, I guess, in 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 Scream Scream Two. What about your best kill? Uh, my best kill is unfortunately Cotton's death. Um, I thought they did a great job leading up to uh, right, uh, driving to his apartment or his house, and he was going in and out of traffic. And he looked like he could take on Ghostface just because of his size, and it looked like he would have been some kind of uh, uh, he would have been a good enemy for Ghostface. Uh, it looks like they put all of their energy into cotton's death because you almost see the part where the knife goes right into his face mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah that that actually got me uh not seeing this movie in a long time i forgot about cotton's death i knew he died but it was very I'd forgotten uh, yeah yeah forgotten. it was it was very well done in the choreograph uh and it, for it being choreographed that way uh it looked like it was for me i was in 
I was sad that Cotton died, but I was amazed that they actually started out the movie like this. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah Cotton's death. Right. Um, your worst kill. Ah, it's such a dumb moment, and it's the... It's it's Tom being blown up in the house. My too. Yeah, it's it, it, what shit. a dumb scene. Out of nowhere. It's all just like waiting on faxes coming through, and <laughs> and then he, he he you know I got to know what happens, and he goes back in, he gets the fax, and rather than go outside where you would have had a little bit of ambient light <laughs> that he could have read it on, he goes further into the house, into the darkness to find a naked flame. When there's a gas leak going, <laughs> the shot when he blows up, when the house blows up, it's quite a good controlled explosion. Yeah. But what they then do is, you have the remaining members of the cast running past the explosion on one of the worst back projected moments I've ever seen. Yeah, so so Tom's death for me was was pretty poor. The explosions have never happened in this series ever. No. That's what I mean. It was it was that kind of money shot, wasn't it? Yeah. They didn't have anything as cool as the as the car chase, the car crash in in Scream Two, where that incredibly tense sequence that we spoke about in the last episode. The way that they should have done that, if they were going to do a house explosion, is let half the house blow out, and then have him walking on fire, screaming, and then fall into the pool dead. That would have been better. You should, yeah. It, I, I like your kind of lesson in house explosions there. That that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the pool was right there. It was right there outside. Wasn't Absolutely, that, yeah. It would have been like, ah, you know, and he falls, they pull him out. Yeah, and he's all, he's that would have been crisp. more fun. That would have been yeah. more fun. All right, your best moment. Best moment, and we've talked about it already, is the uh, the, the pre-credit intro scene. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a great job making the intro tense and actually quite vicious. Um, I thought that Ghostface was actually quite scary in this introduction. He was less of a klutz. Um, there, there was a lot, kind of, there was more sort of slow movement. There was a bit of stalking going on there. Um, but alas, it's kind of not long until we get to the sort of falling over sofas and throwing plant pots and all that kind of nonsense. Pulling the rug literally underneath someone's feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the intro sequence and Cotton's death, whilst it was disappointing, is the best part of the movie. And well, it it doesn't come. It's not as good as the original Scream opening sequence, but. It's certainly better than what they did in Scream 2. And I can't remember Scream 4, so I'm going to look forward to seeing what they do in Scream 4 tomorrow. Um, but yeah, certainly the, the pre-credit sequence, the intro, Cotton's death, my favorite moment of the movie. Okay, uh, I agree with you. Um, one of my other favorite moments is seeing how much of a whore Maureen is uh, in the <laughs> film of her banging everybody. Um, it was just... It was, I was like, okay, you know, there's here's Sydney's mom. How bad could she be? The whole history was is that she stole Billy Loomis's father um, away and broke up uh, his his family. Mm. Um, but then you find out she was banging everybody through these, you know, these these type of uh, <laughs> th- that type of camera. It was like old film projector. And, what the butler saw. Yeah, it was just yeah, yeah, something out of eight millimeter, right? Go like, research this, dear. Um, yeah, for me, it was finding out like Sydney's mom is not really a perfect angel. Her being, she's not perfect. She's a shit ghost. I know she's that. A shit ghost too. 
<laughs> you don't dream about somebody walking in to your yard. <laughs> Is that also that bit at the end, like where the door opens just before the end credits hit? We're going to watch oh, this yeah. film. Come and see what it is. The door opens. It's like... Could you imagine what, if... Her, are you trying to tell us now that... that her mom actual... is alive? <laughs> Where's Gordon? <laughs> that dog. She has, she has that sign, beware of dog on it. It's just happy little golden retriever. We don't want to do shit. <laughs> yeah. Let fences, but the ghost can get in. Yeah. Couldn't yeah, have a ghost go through walls, you know, instead of her be arming everything. Yeah, so for me, Maureen's uh, the film of Maureen banging everybody because <laughs> you see the you see Cotton go in, you know, Cotton was kissing her, and then you see Sydney's dad, and they're just like, Jesus Christ, is there a line around the corner? <laughs> uh, I thought it was just funny. All right, I know there are a lot of fans out there, and we are kind of over egging this a little bit and having fun with it, but well, I am. He might not be. <laughs> um. But, you know, we appreciate that there are fans of this out there. and But even the fans have to admit that this is a really dire entry to this franchise. Um, and that's a, it's the reason why I've only seen it once. You yeah. know, I saw it on release in the cinema, and I've never gone back to it since. I've never had the desire to buy it, to watch it on TV, to go actively seeking it out to watch it. It's It's a real dud and, you know, just kind of if there was any love that I had for this franchise left at this stage, because remember I liked the movies back in the day, it, this snuffed it out completely. And, you know, I, I only hope that they can redeem themselves with this new film. I'm hearing good things at the moment. So, um, it'd be exciting to see. We've only got less than a week to go before we can see scream five, if that's what we're calling it. Um, so, so yeah, um, a, a dud, if you ask me, yeah, I agree. It's uh, when you see a sequel of a movie that is is just really terrible in someone's opinion, they kind of have less expectations for the next ones to follow. Less yeah. expectations. It's yeah. just it, yeah. and it seems to go go down from there. Uh, but even Michael agrees with me. <laughs> is Scream Three worse or better? than Scream 4. Worse. It's worse than Scream 4. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting because I can't, re- honestly, I cannot remember Scream 4 at all. They have the might of a big studio behind them. They have talent in there. They have, you know, access to great screenwriters and and and, and a decent budget. And if all they can come up with is this, then we're just kind of there's, there's not much hope for the franchise at all. It, it get to the point where you could say, yes, the audience gets it. All right, it's yeah. a running joke. We understand. Can we stop with the running joke and just yeah. make an actual yeah. slasher? Mm-hmm. We get it. Yeah, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be back with more content, including Scream 4. And as always, stick to the roads. And the best of luck. <laughs> <laughs>